Praise the Lord. Welcome in everyone to another Soar of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And as we pray, let's, uh, let's all remember all of our churches. Uh, it doesn't matter what's up over the door. It doesn't matter what your uh, church covenant is or anything. If, if you're bought, uh, bought by the blood of the Lamb and you uh, got your sins under the blood and Jesus is living in your heart, you're my brother and sister, and we need to pray for each other every chance that we get. So let's pray for our churches, pray for each other, and remember all the sick. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, and God, I thank you, Lord, for this another day. I thank you, God, for life and for health. I thank you, Lord, for being able to go to work today, dear God. And God, I just thank you for my job, and I thank you, Lord, for Lord, for this podcast, I thank you, God, for allowing me, dear God, to go out by way of podcast to teach your word, Lord, and to speak about you. And God, I just pray, Lord, that all the churches, Lord, that you just lay your hand upon them, dear God, and Lord, that you will just lead, guide, and direct them, dear Lord, and just show them the path that you would have them to go, dear God. And be with my brothers and sisters all over the world. Lord, just meet the needs in their heart and life. God, just just touch them, comfort their hearts, protect them, dear God. And just, Lord, just bless them in a great and mighty way. Just bless them abundantly from above, Lord. God, I just thank you and I praise you for everything. Lord, just touch my mind and my lips, dear God, that I may speak the words that you would have me to speak. In Jesus' sweet name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are in Deuteronomy chapter 33. We've got two more chapters, two more chapters left. Uh, Moses is getting ready to go uh, to be with his, his people. Uh, in other words, he's, he's uh, going to die. The Lord's done told him that he can't go over Jordan, uh, but uh, he will allow him to uh, go up on Mount Pisgah and uh, to view the the surrounding area, the the land of the milk and honey, he gets he gets to look at it. But before he does that, Moses is going to bless all the tribes of the children of Israel. And in uh, chapter thirty three, and he said, and this is the blessing wherein Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. And he said, The Lord came from Sinai and rose up from Seir unto them. He shined forth from Mount Paran, and he came with ten thousands of saints. From his right hand went a fairy law for them. Yea, he loved the people. All his saints are in thy hand, and they sat down at thy feet. Every one shall receive of thy words. Moses commanded us a law, even an inheritance of the congregation of Jacob. And he was king in Jeshurun when the head of the people and the tribes of Israel were gathered together. Now, this, this is uh, just like an opening. Uh, uh, and he's telling uh, all of what God has done and how he has brought the people together and, and uh, what all he's done for them. And, and he's told, he said all the commandments that uh, that he had brought forth the fiery laws for them uh, sometimes they they seem sort of uh, seem a little fiery because 
they seem a little harsh sometimes, but you know, uh, you've got set, you got to set boundaries. I don't care, uh, whether you're on the job. I don't care whether it's in your household, uh, in the house of God, there's boundaries got to be set. There's laws that have, uh, and rules and regulations that has to be drawn up and we have to follow them. And it's the same way with Christian life. You know, the Lord tells us that we, um, we, if we're going to go to heaven, we got to do this. That's the way we're going to go to heaven. There's no other way about around it except that we do exactly what the Word of God tells us to do. And we have to follow it to the letter. We can't uh, rewrite it to to make it sound good so that we can go to heaven and live away any way we want to. And it's, it's not going to happen that way. We've got to follow the Lord and follow His rules and statutes and commandments, and we've got to follow them just exactly like He says. And there's there's no other way in it. The uh, Bible says to, if you're going to go to heaven, you got to come by the door. The door is Jesus. It says if anybody else tries to come any other way, they're the same as a thief and a robber. And there's not going to be any thieves or robbers in heaven. And now then you're saying, well, you know, you know I've stolen and I've robbed. and Yeah. But was that before or after you give your heart and life to God? Did you ask God to forgive you of your sins, or are you are you still living in that sin? That's the question. If you have asked God to forgive you of your sins, and you have turned from those sins, and you're not sinning anymore, then you are not a thief or a robber. You are a child of God. See, we've got we've got to understand that that. What we once was when we when we give our heart and life to God and ask God to forgive us of our sins, and He forgives us of our sins and He forgets them. And in the, all thereafter, every time that we uh, fail and come up short, and we ask God to forgive us, or we do something that we shouldn't do, or say something that we shouldn't say, and we ask God to forgive us, God forgives us of that also. Uh, it's it's you know it's. We've got to continually keep our our life in line with the Word of God, the way that the Lord wants us to live, and we've got to follow it to the letter. We can't we can't fudge on it in any any way. It's it's not going to happen. And yes, it's it can be strict sometimes, but if you look at it this way, it might be a little bit strict, but it's also a great blessing when you follow it and when you walk therein. Verse 6 starts the blessings. Let Reuben live and not die, and let not his men be few. And this is the blessing of Judah. And he said, Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him unto his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him, and be thou a help to him from his enemies. Levi, and of Levi he said, Let thy thumbin and ermine be with thy holy one, whom thou didst prove at Manasseh, and with whom thou didst strive at the waters of Meribah, who said unto his father and to his mother, I have not seen him, neither did he acknowledge his brethren, nor knew his own children, for they have observed thy word and kept thy commandment, our covenant. 
that they teach Jacob thy judgments and Israel thy law. They shall put license before thee and hold burnt incense. I'm sorry. They shall put incense before thee and hold burnt sacrifice upon the altar. Bless the Lord his substance and accept the work of his hands. Smite through the loins of them that rise against him and of them that hate him that they rise not again. This is the Levites. If you remember, the Levites was the ones that the, they have no inheritance in the promised land. Uh, as for a land promise, they don't have any. But they do have a promise of uh, each one of those that goes to the different tribes and lives in the different cities. They will have homes around the outside of the cities. Each and every city that they they that they go into, they will they will their homes will be built around the cities outskirts. In other words, they'll be on the outside, protecting it with uh, prayer, protecting it with. Uh, uh, help from the Lord and with the, and protecting them inside, but with uh, the law and teaching them the law and and reiterating the law to them whenever that they need it. This is this is the job of the Levites, and then they also have a job of taking care of the tabernacle when it gets set up wherever the Lord um, says for it to be set up. They will be the ones that will be taking care of it. And all the priests of all the all the nations and all the tribes, all the priests that come out of they come out of the tribe of Levi, because Levi is God's chosen people, uh, His chosen priest, uh, and they they are being, going to be the ones that uh, are in charge of the people, the charge of the tab- tabernacle ministering unto the tabernacle, ministering unto the people, teaching the people the laws and commandments and statutes of the, of the Lord. And of Benjamin, he said, The beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him, and the Lord shall cover him all the day long, and he shall dwell between his shoulders. And of Joseph, he said, Blessed of the Lord be his hand, land for the precious things of heaven, for the dew and for the deep that croucheth beneath, and for the precious fruits brought forth by the sun, and for the precious things brought forth by the moon, and for the chief things of the ancient mountains, and for the precious things of the lasting hills, and for the precious things of the earth, and fullness thereof, and for the good will of him that dwelt in the bush. Let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph, and upon the top of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. His glory is like the firstling of a bullock, and his horns are like the horns of a unicorn. With them he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth, and they are the ten thousand of Ephraim, and they are the thousand of Manasseh. Now, if you remember, uh, Joseph, he is the one that got sold by his brethren into slavery and went down to Egypt. And be, uh, when he got down there, he, he went through some things. But anyway, he, came, he became number two. And, I mean, you had Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and then you had Joseph. And 
uh, whatever Joseph said, the king of the Pharaoh backed him up. It doesn't matter. And he put him in charge of all the coin, corn and, and uh, the food that was in the land. If you remember, uh, Pharaoh had the, uh, the dream, uh, the seven kind uh, that was real lean and, and fleshly, and then the seven kind that was all fat and everything. And, uh, and the ones that was lean and fleshly, they ate up the ones that was fat. And Joseph um, interpreted this dream for Pharaoh and told him that there was going to be seven years of plenty and then it was going to be seven years of fa uh, famine. And by doing this, Pharaoh put him in over all the food. And uh, he said, I'll be king only in the throne. And he basically he was... He he had Pharaoh had the last say in everything, but but uh, Joseph was the one that made the rules and everything about the corn and how it was to be distributed and how much it was to be sold for, and he ended up moving his his father Israel to uh, the land of Goshen, where they um, ended up being there for four hundred years. Um, not all of them, but uh, the children of Israel ended up being there for 400 years. Uh, and they, they grew and grew mightily and mightily and, until finally the Lord led them out with the signs and wonders over Pharaoh. And that's where Moses is at now. He, this, he was called by the God to lead the children out. And they are now getting ready to go into the promised land that God promised Abraham uh, many hundreds of years ago. So, you know, promises God gives us are not, uh, not all of them are immediate. A lot of them, it may take some time. And we, there is some promises like Joseph that God had, had basically promised Joseph, but Joseph had no idea about it and neither did anybody else. But it had to be that way so that Joseph could be left alone by his family and be able to get on his own and, and to learn some humiliation and learn some uh, patience and some other things so that he could step into the job that God had in store for him to do because that is the that was probably the only way that the children of Israel, uh, that Israel and his families would be able to get food was through and by joseph being there but it took a while for him to get joseph set up some some of the blessings that god has for us it takes a little while to get them set up and get them just exactly right the way he wants them to, before they ever start to become in, uh, in effect so when you're praying for something don't give up. Keep on praying because sooner or later you're going to get that. But it's, it's going to be in God's time. And just remember, he's always working. Whether we see that he's working or not, he's always working. I, I'm very sure that Joseph wondered the whole time that he was in Egypt why in the world he was there. But he never gave up on God. He, uh, he always trusted God, and he always, he always done everything he was supposed to, even though he was going through, through some hard times. And it paid off for him in the end. And of Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, 
Zebulun in thy going out, and Ishkar in thy tents. They shall call the children and the people into the mountain. There they shall offer sacrifices of righteousness, for they shall suck of the abundance of the seas and of the treasures hid in the sand. And of Gad, he said, Blessed be he that enlargeth Gad. He dwelleth as a lion and teareth the arm with the crown of, of the head. And he provideth the first part for himself, because there in a portion of the lawgiver was he, seated, and he came with the heads of the people. He executed the justice of the Lord and his judgments with Israel. And of Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's whelp. He shall leap from Bashan. And from Neptala, he said, O Neptala, satisfied with favor and full with the blessings of the Lord, possessest thou the west and the south. And of Asher, he said, Let Asher be blessed with children. Let him be accepted, acceptable to his brethren, and let him dip his foot in oil. Thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy days, so shall thy strength be. There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun, who rideth upon the heaven in thy help, and in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms, and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, Destroy them. You know, it's... He blessed all the, the tribes of Israel. And he now then he's telling them about how that the Lord is, how strong he is, and how that he's going to uh, deliver all the nations that are in the land that flows with milk and honey, how that he's going to deliver all these nations unto them, and how that they are going to be blessed uh, in every way that they turn. You know, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing to know that everything that you do is going to be blessed by God. Every time that you you speak a word or every time you uh, do something for somebody and every time you get up in the morning that you're going to be blessed or you're going to bless someone in some way. And, you know, that, that's a wonderful place to be. And we can be there, all of us, every child of God, we can be there. But we, it's, going to have, it's going to take some work on our part. We're going to take some work. It's going to take some prayer. It's going to take some fasting. It's going to take a Bible study. And it's going to take a whole lot of talking to the Lord. And let me tell you something. When you talk to the Lord, talk to him like you would your best friend. Because that's who he should be, is your best friend. The one friend when everything goes wrong and you are down on your luck and you're out of money and you've got a lot of bills due, he's the one that's going to be there. He's going to be the one that's meeting your needs. And, you know, he's blessed the children of Israel in so many ways that, that they really don't understand and don't realize exactly how that God has blessed them in the 40-some years that, since they left Egypt because they have, they have had their clothes and their shoes for 40 years. 
uh, the same clothes and shoes that they had when they came out of Egypt, they still got those, and they still look just as good. The same tents that they had when they came out of Israel or out of Egypt, they still have those. They still look just as good. Everything that they own, God has blessed it and, and caused it to uh, be just as good as when they left Egypt. And they really and they and he's fed them and he's gave them water and he, he's he's multiplied them and and I mean he has just blessed them in so many ways and this is like a lot of us today, you know when a lot of us today a lot of the children of God today when we think of a blessing we think of money uh, material things, but you know I've come to realize that my greatest blessings are not earthly things some of my greatest blessings are spiritual things you know when i when i'm when i am down and out and i i feel like i just can't go on and i'm I'm tired and uh things just ain't going right and the lord gives me a thought and i start thinking about that thought and, and just think about how true that is and he just he just wraps his arms around me let me tell you what they, there is nothing in this world that makes you feel the way that you feel at that at that moment. I mean, that let me tell you, I've, I've took a few drugs in my time, and I've drunk some alcohol in my time, but there ain't nothing that I have ever tried that makes you feel like you feel at that point in time. And it don't matter where you're at. You can be in church. You can be in Walmart. You can be on your job. You can be at home. You can be in your car. It don't matter where you're at. You can get that feeling, and there, you know it. There, there's no law against it because it's God and He and the Lord, and He just wraps His arms around you and just gives you a big old hug, and you just uh, the old saying is you just feel warm and fuzzy all over. There's nothing. There, there's no way to explain it, really, because you know it, it's just a feeling that that you have to experience, and you know we all. That's the one of the greatest blessings that I ever got. Sure, I've got my needs met. I've got money in the bank. I've got a job. Everything's going real good for me. I have my ups and downs. I have my troubles and trials. But when my troubles and trials comes, the one thing that I always count on is Jesus is right there with me. He's going through the same thing that I am. He's going through it with me. He's not waiting on the other side for when I come out. He's right there beside of me. Even though I don't feel him sometimes, he's right there with me. And when I realize that, yes, Lord, I've, I've, I've complained and everything this morning and everything, but you're right there with me going through this. I thank you for that. And when I realize that and thank God, thank, thank the Lord for being there with me through the things that I'm going through, I, I just it's just that big, big hug that you get from the Lord. It's wonderful. Let's see, let's back up to 26. There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun, or Israel, who rideth upon the heaven in thy help, and in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God, 
is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, Destroy them. Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. The fountain of Jacob shall be upon the land of corn and wine. Also his heavens shall drop down dew. Happy are thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee. O people, saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency. And thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. That, I mean, I, that, it doesn't get any better than that. That one blessing for the whole tribe of Israel. God is going to be your ever-present help. You're not going to have to worry about being in danger because nobody's going to want to mess with you. Because they, they, when you get finished and you take over the land that I have given you, nobody's going to want to mess with you because they know that I, the, I, the, the mighty God is with you and I go before you and I destroy those that come out against you. They're going to know that and they're going to be afraid of you. And, you know, they as we go on into Joshua and the other ones, we're going to find out the battles that they fought and and nations uh, nations with a a huge army. I mean, we're talking about far greater than Israel ever thought about being. Their army ever thought about being came out against Israel and Israel defeated them by God's help. Now we, as children of God, we have got the same promise. All of our enemies, Satan, all of his little demons, and all the people that rise up against us, we have the same promise that Israel had here. God will fight our battles for us. We got to turn them over to him. Now then, one of the greatest ways to fight our to help fight our battles is prayer. Pray. Pray for those people that despitefully use you. Pray for those that come out against you. When Satan comes against you, just grab a hold of the Lord's hand and say, Lord, lead me on. And there ain't nobody can come against you. Satan and all his little demons can't come against you. He's done, he's done tried Jesus. He's done done everything he could think of to Jesus. And, and every time he does, he, he makes Jesus just a little bit more known, a little bit more powerful, and a little bit more blessed. So, you know, who are we? We are children of God. We are Jesus' brothers and sisters. We are a child of the King, the one and only King, and we need to accept who we are, and we need to uh, figure out just exactly where that we are at on our trail or on our journey from Egypt to the promised land. And then, now, now like I said, now the prom, this Canaan or land that flows with milk and honey, this is not heaven. This is a land that, this is a place for that we can get to to where God can bless us and use us in in uh, in mightily in mighty ways, 
to where that, that we can we can bless other people and we can help other people and we can show other people the way to heaven. That's what Canaan land is. Because when we when we go into Canaan with the Israelites and then we get in there, we're gonna find out that they 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 fail, they commit some sins, they they go a whoring after other gods. So no, we're not gonna do that in heaven but in our a place in our spiritual life and our walk with God, yes, we could do those things. We can we can remove ourselves from, from God. We could go after other gods. So we need to be very careful. And one of the greatest things that Satan's got in his toolbox is he tempts us with is pride. So when we when God gets to using us in a great and a mighty way and gets to blessing us and everything pride swells up and the next thing you know we've let pride have free run of our life and we are we are just as far away from god as we can get so be careful be careful you know i like for people to tell me that i that I do a good job in teaching and things like that and they like to hear my teaching and everything like that but you know, when they do, the one thing that, that, I, that I always say, that's not me. That's the Lord. He Give him the glory. Give him the thanks. Yes, um, I want to, I would like to know I'm doing some, somebody, doing somebody good. You know, that is, the, you know, that is the one thing that I guess any preacher, teacher, evangelist, or whatever, any minister, uh, that's the one thing I guess that, that concerns us the most. Are we getting through to people? Are we helping the people? Do they understand where we are coming from? You know, I know I'm not no great speaker or anything like that. I'm just an old country boy that God has blessed in a great and a mighty way with the with, um, gift of teaching. And um, I love using it. I love doing it for him. But I still, I still am concerned, and, you know, because I know sometimes I can't get my words out. I can't think of the words. But you know what? It's it's still it's still all because of the Lord that I do these things. And I thank him for it daily. Because this this is one thing that I have come to really enjoy doing. I look forward to the times when I come in here and, and sit down in front of this mic. I I look forward to Sunday mornings teaching Sunday school at church. I look forward to, to for being able to speak out and to speak up about the Lord and exactly what it is that he's got in store for us. But listen, you know, the children of Israel, um, they, they God prophesied or God told Abraham many, many, many years ago that uh, his seed would be as, a, as the stars in heaven. And he never got to see it. But it happened. And God had to make so many things come into play and put so many people in different places to get them where he needed them to do the job that he had for them to do. And see, there's Joseph. Look what all he had to go through before he could get to the place to where that God could sustain, could sustain uh, Jacob or Israel and all his people and then what Moses had to get through so that he could uh, lead the children out of Egypt. You know, and listen, Moses was 80 years old before he ever started 
uh, trying to get the children of Israel out of Egypt because he, when he was uh, found by Pharaoh's daughter, Pharaoh and his daughter trained him up in the uh, in the, in the castle, uh, their home. Uh, they taught him. He was taught by some of the greatest minds that it was ever was in Egypt at that time, taught in many different subjects. And then the Lord said, well, said now then it's my turn to teach you. So he had to get him to where that he could get him out away from Pharaoh and his daughter. So the Lord made a way for him to do that. And he went to his father-in-law's, which wasn't his father-in-law's at that time, but the man that became his father-in-law, he went and, and uh, tended his sheep. Now then, let me, t- let me give you a little background on, on a shepherd. When, uh, when someone goes out to tend someone's sheep, they live with those sheep. They sleep with them. They eat with them. They, they do everything with these sheep. These sheep. Uh, are like their family at that time and they may not see another human being for a long time and he he tended his his father-in-law's sheep and then that was for 40 years and while he was tending these sheep the lord got to talking to him and got to teaching him the things that the lord needed to teach him and you know the thing about it is is when we get to the point to where that nobody can teach us anything we've got we think that we know it all and we don't there's nothing nobody can teach us we're in a sad shape we really are because i i ask the lord just about every day to teach me teach me teach me what i need to know help me to learn the things that i need to know because i don't never want to quit learning of god i don't never want to quit learning the things of his word I, I want to get closer to him every every day, as close as I can get to him, and then some. And then uh, Moses, while he was tending the sheep, he came up uh, upon the burning bush, the bush that was on fire, but it wasn't consumed. So his curiosity got the best of him, so he had to go over and check it out. And that's when, when God gave Moses his... Uh, his job description of what he wanted him to do. And, of course, like all of us uh, today, we started making excuses as, as to why that we can't do that. You know, I, I, I can't do that. I don't talk plain. I, I can't remember my words. You know, I can give you a list, probably a, a sheet of notebook paper long, of why that I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. But the God told me that, those were excuses. Those are not reasons. And he told me I didn't have no reasons, so I just might as well go ahead and do it. So here I am. And, you know, I enjoy it. And finally, Moses told the Lord, said, Lord, said, you're going to have to get somebody else. I just, I just don't want to do it. And basically putting it in my own words, he said, I just don't want to do it. And the Lord got angry with him. He said, fine. He said, Aaron, your brother, he's coming to meet you. He is, he is very eloquent. He's a great speaker. I'm going to speak to you. You speak to Aaron, and Aaron will speak to uh, Pharaoh. But you know what? As I go on and everything got over with Pharaoh and, he, and Moses and Aaron started leading the children out of uh, Egypt and they went to the Mount Harib, uh, Moses got a little bit more uh, 
comfortable speaking to people and he started speaking to people on his own. He didn't need Aaron anymore. So, uh, so God gave Aaron another job and he became priest. And, you know, I just, I just wonder if that was another one of those deals when that, um, that was just an easier way to get Aaron into the position that the Lord wanted him to begin with. You know, we don't, we don't never know about these things. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. We don't never know why that we're going through what we're going through. And we don't really know, so all the time, we don't really know what's going to be on the other end of it. But always, always remember one thing. Whatever you're going through, Jesus is going through it with you. And it is a good time to be taught some things of the Lord. So keep your mind open and keep your heart tuned into the Lord so that when he starts teaching, you, you'll be there and you'll be ready to accept it. And there's always going to be a, a, a time of a great blessing at the end of it. We've just got to wait it out and and just keep on following the Lord and and try not try not to complain too much. I know I do. Listen, we all do. The children of Israel did. They got in trouble over it several times about complaining, and but they they got really really bad about complaining. I just sort of sort of put in my two cents, as the old saying is, and uh, ask why that all this is going on. But, uh, you know, the Lord, Lord, if we will just hang on, you know, I don't know, I don't know of too many people that has went through anything like that Joseph went through. He went through many years of uh, highs and lows uh, to get him to where that God needed him to be. Moses went through 40 year, 80 years of highs and lows till God could get him to where that he could use him. You know, I went through many, many years of uh, running and highs, uh, mostly lows. I went through some deep, dark times till God got me to where that he could use me. You know, we've always got a breaking point. We've always got a point to where that it, we finally just say, all right, Lord, I give up. I, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of running. I give up. And that's when we, we really get in to follow in the Lord and we really find out what the Lord's got in store for us. But you know, there's like I said, we're all many we're all many members, but we're all one body. That's that's including the church that you go to and that includes the church of God. The the great church, the where I everybody, no matter no matter what nationality you are, no matter uh, what you what's over the door? It's it's whether or not your heart and life is is in line with God, and you've got your sins under the blood, and you have repented of your sins and ret and have turned from sins and have sinned no more. As to whether or not you know you are a child of God, and you are my brother, and you are my sister, and we're all we're all going to go to heaven one of these days if we just hang in there. You know, God promised how many thousands of years ago, you know, uh, that there was a heaven for us, that God was preparing a, a place for us. We still haven't seen that place. And that's been several thousand years ago. 
But he promised it to us, and he can't go back on his word. So it's, it's, it's going to happen. The question is, are you ready? Are you prayed up? Are you studied up? And are you ready to go? You know, there's a lot of things that the children of Israel had to go through to get to where they're at. But they are getting ready to go into to a very great blessing that will turn into a curse, that will turn into a blessing, that will turn into a curse. Sort of sounds like us, don't it? Chapter 34. The last chapter in Deuteronomy. And Moses went up from the plains of Moab and to the mountains of Nebo, to the top of Pigsia, that is over against Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead and to Dan and all of Nephtali and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh and all the land of Judah and to the uttermost sea and the south and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees and Tuzor. And the Lord said unto him, This is a land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou hast not gone over thither, but thou shalt not go over thither. You know, that would be like seeing everybody in the in your your church family, seeing everybody in your church family getting blessed and, and you not getting any. Uh you know they're there, you know God can bless you, but you're you're just not getting your blessings because of something that you did that cheated yourself out of a blessing. Moses messed up at at uh, Mary I. When he, he, you remember, um, I can't remember now where it was at, but the Lord told him to go up to this rock and to smite this rock with his rod twice, and water had come forth. Well, he told him this time to go up and speak to the rock. And the people was was getting on Moses and Aaron both, and they was they was uh, chiding him and, and quarrelsome and all this stuff, and Moses was getting angry and aggravated and everything so he went up instead of speaking to the rock he smote the rock even though he disobeyed god even though he he came up short god still provided for the children of israel you know i can i i've said this before i know but i can look back on my life when i was out in sin and i can see god's hand all over my life because let me tell you, people, this old boy ought to be dead. I mean, that's just, just as plain as it can be. I ought to be dead for some of the stupid stuff that I did. But God's hand was upon me. And even though I'd done some stupid things, he, he still blessed me. He still blessed me because I, I've got, I'm safe and I'm sound and I'm doing what he wants me to do. But he showed him, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> he showed him all the land. He, and as a matter of fact, he showed him where all the different uh, tribes was going to be at. He showed them all their, their land where he had set out for them. He showed that to him. And But he said, because of 
uh, said, because you, you failed me because of, you didn't, uh, um, praise me in front of the children of Israel. You are not going over. And he got to look at it, but he didn't get to go over. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab, over against Beth Peor. But no man knoweth of his sepulcher unto this day. And Moses was a hundred and twenty years old when he died. His eye was not dim, nor was his natural force abated. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. Moses died. The children of Israel mourned for thirty days over at Moses because he was such a great man. Because he had done so much for them. And he had taught them so much. And he had put up with so much of, from them. But he, he, all he had in, my, in his mind was their good. He, he basically wasn't, uh, didn't care for himself. But he did care for the children of Israel. And many, many a time he would, he would lay flat out on the ground with his face in, face in the dust. And, and pray fervently for the children of Israel because God had just gotten so angry with them that he was going to destroy them. And he went, he went, to, he went to bat for them. And he's, Moses stayed the execution of the children of Israel several times. Yeah, they, they were some of them that did die, but not all of them did. And they... They got the message. That's one of those things, I guess you would call it a rude awakening. When, when things happen to their, their family all around them and, and it doesn't happen to them and it sort of makes you stop and wonder, you know, uh, I'm, I need to get my, my life in order. I need, I need to straighten up. And, you know, and, we, I, and another lesson that we, we should have learned during this was uh, instead of complaining to God all the time, why don't we just calmly take our, our petition to him and, and see if it can get resolved that way. You know, the children of Israel, they, they, they was all time um, complaining and griping, and, uh, and especially to Moses and uh, Aaron, and sometimes even to God himself. They, they were uh, fussing and going on all the time. But then we had the sisters that went into Moses, very calmly went to Moses and talked to him about the inheritance of their father which passed away who had no sons. They got their petition answered. They went calmly. Moses said, I don't know. I will find out. So he went and asked God. God told him the solution. And another time, some people went to the to God and asked him to went to Moses and asked him some questions calmly Moses went to God God gave him the answer now let me tell you something when we take our petitions to God and we ask God for things don't always expect them them to be the answers that we want not all the time are is God going to give 
you the answer that you want. God's going to give you the answer that he wants. God's going to answer your your petitions in his time, in his way, and when he gives you the answer, it's final. You know, and we we expect God so many times to to guide us into things that we are comfortable in. If you know, if I know how to do something real well and God leads me into that, I'm not going to really fully trust God to give me what I need to do that job. If he leads me into something that I, I really don't want to do and, and I, 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 I don't do it real well, if he leads me into that and I say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it, you're going to have to help me. He can train me to do that job the way that he wants me to do it, not the way that I want to do it. So you see, when God calls you to do something that you really don't want to do and are really uncomfortable doing it, do it. Do it. God will bless you immensely for doing it. He will teach you a a, a whole lot by doing it. So follow him and trust in him. And he will never lead you stray. Listen, I thank you all very much for listening. Uh, pray for me whenever you get a chance. I'll pray for you all. And next time we'll be starting in the book of Joshua, if the Lord leads that way. And we'll still be keeping up with the children of Israel and everything that they get into and apply it to our life and see see how close our life lines up with the children of Israel. But I thank you all for listening. Until the next time, God bless you.